world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Good morning, and welcome to everybody's favorite new show on the Red Pill Project, Morning Coffee with Andrea and Vince, a show that airs live every Monday through Friday, 8.30 a.m. Pacific, 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time, where Andrea and I discuss the news and events of the day. Uh, Andrea, thank you for joining me. How are you doing? I am well. Thank you for having me, as always. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. I hope everybody is doing fine and fabulous on this uh, June day, May day. It's not June yet. I don't even know where I'm at. What am I talking about? It's May 26th, 1984. A Thursday. It is. A Thursday. It's a Thursday. Thursday. Or in my house, which is commonly known as Garbage Day. Garbage Day. Get get those cans out. Let's go. Exactly. That is my kid's job. I do not do garbage. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, that's the the benefit of having children. You can make them do all the stuff that you don't like. <laughs> Which he commonly reminds me of. He's like, the only reason that you make me do this is because you don't like it. I'm like, yep, that's right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Great. So anyway, I hope everybody's having a fantastic day so far. We're almost through the week. Looking forward to Friday and our Friday funnies. That is my kid's job. I do not do garbage. <laughs> Wait, I'm getting... That's great. I hear myself. Hold on. Yeah, that's from... the, the benefit of having children. You can make them do all the stuff that you don't like. <laughs> but she commonly reminds me... Oh, sorry. Okay, we're good. Okay, are we better now? Yeah, sorry about that, everybody. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> you gotta love it <laughs> what were you saying i'm so sorry where did you end off because i totally got distracted i bet everybody um, probably I, did I don't remember. 
Okay, well, I think you're just saying hope everybody's doing well. Yes, I hope everybody's doing well. Happy, happy Thursday. Oh, we're looking forward to Friday Funnies. Friday Funnies tomorrow on tomorrow's morning show where we cover the funny stuff too, not just all this depressing stuff. Uh, And then also we have Bruce Solheim joining the night show, the Conversations on the Fringe with Joshua Reed. That's really exciting. That's going to be super... uh, What's the word? What's the word? Interesting. Exciting. I don't know. Exciting. Yeah. yeah. So exciting, fun filled, information filled. Put your thinking caps on because you're going to need them. Yeah, it's going to be cool. I love Fridays. It's already almost Friday. I could see it. I could smell it. I could feel it. <laughs> what does Friday smell like, Vince? Oh, it's great. It's like it smells like freedom. <laughs> it smells like freedom. It does. <laughs> if if like. If freedom had a day of the week, it would be Friday. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I guess let's jump into it. We're going to start with a little bit of finance. Uh, so get your cough, get your coffees out, get your coffee ready, and uh, let's jump into it. Oh, I, before we get going, actually, sorry. Uh, Qtara is celebrating a two-month sub streak over there on D Live. Qtara, Qtara is a long-time fan. Red Pill family I also member. believe she had a birthday this week. Really? So, yes. Happy and birthday. I feel like a terrible friend, so I Why? wish her happy birthday. Well, happy well, birthday. It was, like, it was on the 23rd. Oh, happy birthday, Kutara. Hope it was a good one. We love you, and we hope you had a fantastic day. And yeah. Yeah, good to see you. Good to see you. Yes. We were just all over the place this week. Things um, are crazy. I can barely keep track of my own stuff. <laughs> yeah. And holy crap, Kevin. I didn't sleep in this morning, so we're good. Yeah. We're making headway. <laughs> yeah, yesterday was weird, man. Yesterday was really weird. It was a very strange, strange day. But Let's check this out. Boom. The markets are way up today. Did you know this? The S&P 500 is up 1.8%. The Dow's up 1.5%. NASDAQ is up 2.17%. Crude oil spiked like crazy up almost three and a half, up over three and a half percent at $114. Ugh, that's not good for the pump. Um, Gold is down 0.24% at 1,841. Silver is up to $21.91. It's so weird, man. The markets are so freaking weird. Everything is going bonkers, skyrocketing, and then gold and silver are just chilling. Right, I know. It doesn't make any sense. Nothing does. Bitcoin's $29,364. Silly. I know. It's going to just kind of stay right there, I think. And it could go up a little bit, but it's not. It could drop down some more. We'll yeah. Have to see what happens. Oh, yeah. It's going to get wild, everybody. Hang on. It's going to get crazy. Um, so Reuters says U.S. stocks, Wall Street climbs 1% on upbeat results, Fed relief. Oh, so Macy's Dollar General Club after forecast raise weekly jobless claims fall. Q1 economic contraction confirmed. Index is up, as we just mentioned. So 
they're saying that this market pump today or this uh this green market is because of Macy's and Donald Je- Dollar General <laughs> and because job weekly jobless claims fall. Okay. Yeah, and, and that's why the, the stock weekly. market fell was because of Snapchat. Come on. Weekly jobless claims fell, so the economy's doing good today. So what they're saying, so when they say weekly jobless claims what they're really saying is that people have been dumped off of unemployment because they've been out of work for so long that they no longer qualify for unemployment benefits. That's what that means. So when they say weekly job reports claims fall, that's what they mean. People are no longer eligible for unemployment benefits, and so they fall off. They're no longer able to do that. And they're like, oh, look, the numbers are going up. Yeah, and people fall jobs? for this oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. These indicators are scams, fake news. That's all the mainstream is, is fake news. Good morning, Darren and B. Mitchell and everybody. Um, yeah. Holy crap. That pisses me off. It is. It's the fake, propaganda. Dude, the fake news is permeated through every single aspect of everything. Finance, Wall Street, uh, just local news, world news. Even science news, science stuff is all stupid and mumbo-jumbo nonsense. Yeah, I saw an article this morning. I didn't put it in here because it didn't really say too much. But Mm -hmm. it was saying, and this was a science article, it says that um, the polar ice is a 30-year high as far as the levels of polar ice go, which is really bad for the globalists and their global warming agenda. The planet's heating up. The polar ice caps are melting. Yeah, except for they're thicker than they've been in the last 30 years. So it's not really true. You're using real facts. But I'm a science denier. (laughs) So, you know. The auditor said, uh, one of the listeners here, if the Dollar General goes up, you might be concerned if these stores are in lower income areas. Yikes. Good point. Well, they would have to change the name from Dollar General to like $2 General or something. The, the one by my house charges $125 now. Yeah, most of them do. I, I don't know why. That's some bullshit. All right. So the economy's on a fake trajectory upward, fueled by lies, in my opinion. It's all, it's all lies. All of it. So we'll keep our eye on it. <laughs> uh, I don't, you know, I don't have good, uh, I don't have a good outlook on the future of stocks. But you know what? I'm often wrong. I think the stock should be going down. Obviously, everybody knows this is the case. But the fact yeah. of the matter is, they'll pump that crap to prove you wrong and take your money and then crash it when they want. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly what so. I can't predict the markets. It's unpredictable. It's whatever, whoever decides what they want it to do that day. Yep. Totally. 100%. I s- guarantee you. Well, because these people, oh, they have trillions of dollars at their disposal. So all they have to do is pump a bunch of money into the market and get market sentiment to go up People where people are investing their money again. They're like, oh, the stock market's going up. We shouldn't invest in this. And when they want, all they have to do is pull their money back out and all of your wealth goes with it <laughs> yep classic yeah all right moving on here we have everybody's least favorite person in the world in the oh, headline. Yeah. 
Obamacare time bomb to get right before midterms. Congressional Democrats have yet another thing to worry about going into this year's midterm elections. A temporary pandemic relief program aimed at lowering health care premiums under the Affordable Care Act, also known as Obamacare, is set to expire unless Democrats can revive the reconciliation bill that extends the financial assistance past the end of the year, and that means striking a deal with Senator Joe Manchin, who's a Democrat in West Virginia, and a fairly moderate Democrat at that. If they can't, roughly 13 million Americans will be hit with steep price hikes and crippling inflation in what Insider describes as a time bomb. There's no denying it that if they are not extended, then there could definitely be a political impact, said healthcare policy analyst Charles Gabbett. Voters are set to receive notices about premium increases in late October as they head to the ballot box for the November midterms. Others would find out during the ACA open enrollment period, which begins on November 1st. <laughs> if Congress lets the ACA premium help and the American Rescue Plan expire at the end of the year, middle-class people buying their own insurance would be hit the hardest, tweeted Larry Levitt, Vice President for Health Policy at the Kaiser Family Foundation. Levitt noted that a middle-class couple of 50 years old making $75,000 would see their premium go up by $8,304 on average, adding if the insurer hikes the unsubsidized premium by 10% for inflation, that's another $1,468. So you're looking at almost $10,000. Now take that and divide it by Whoa. 12, and you're about nine, eight to $900 a month more in insurance premiums than what you're currently paying. This is gonna hit all of us. Even if you have employer-provided health insurance. And the one thing, I know that Donald Trump got rid of the requirement that you had to have health insurance. Mm -hmm. um, otherwise, you were fined. Right. I don't know, and I would have to look into it. I don't know if Biden got rid of that. Oh, right. I don't know. He reverted back. And so... Because I'm i sitting there thinking, like I'm reading this this morning, I'm thinking, well, that's fine. Go ahead. Raise the freaking insurance and premiums. I don't have any trust in the healthcare system anyway. And I'm sure as hell not going to pay $10,000 a year extra for health insurance for a medical field that I don't have any faith in anymore. A medical industry that I don't have any faith in. Right. So They're charging I don't know you. if it's mandated. I don't know if they put that mandate back in that requires you to have it. So kind of like car yeah. insurance, where you have to have car insurance um, if you have to have that's, health insurance. Well, that's debatable, but yeah. <laughs> right. So the problem is, is that if you don't have car insurance, right? It's you a just take it for yeah, and then you get an SR twenty two, and then it costs you more. And otherwise, they take you know some states will take your license, and you know it's the same thing. It's government. Mm. People should be able to decide on their own, right? how we spend our money and what we spend it on. Like, I don't think this stuff should be required or mandated. Yeah. Like I've paid, I for, want to have car insurance. I paid I for, I paid for car insurance for 10 over 10 years. Mm -hmm. Never once used it. Right. And that's just money that's gone. It's not like yeah. you get it. Don't, it's not like you get it back. If you don't use it, they're like, no. Oh, you have no claims this year. We're sending you all your money back. Right. Would be nice. But so much money. It doesn't work like that. Damn, I spend depressing me now. <laughs> I know. This is a part of the economy that sucks. And so they mandate stuff like this. 
My husband has employer-provided health insurance. It costs us more for insurance every month than it does for rent. Damn. Yeah. (laughs) I know. I'm like, this is dumb. And this is with my husband's employer paying for his portion of it. So this is just the portion that we pay for our family, which is me and our son. Because his employer pays for his portion. Ridiculous. Oh, Zane is getting triggered by the word mandate, so we need to stop using it. (laughs) Sorry about that. I like that idea. (laughs) The only mandate I'm interested in is the mandate with my husband. (laughs) He should take me out on a date sometime. Say, I know he's listening, or he'll listen later. You should take me out on a date sometime, husband. <laughs> All right. So, anyway. what a big scam. I wonder if this was part of the plan the whole time. They're like, let's make this shitty Obamacare thing happen, and then yeah. uh, we'll really screw everybody over in 2022. Yeah, I know. That's kind of what I wonder, you know, is if this was all planned out and it's just part of this firestorm yeah. event of Dude. you know stealing all of our wealth and <laughs> i was listening to uh some do you know the comedian joey diaz no he's like pretty damn liberal nowadays but back in 2017 he has this great rant where he plays the national anthem and he's like listen up okay oh, uh, just warning some bad language is about to happen and if there's kids listening <laughs> Listen up, cocksuckers. We're Americans. We're we own this motherfucker. All this stuff, and he goes on and on and on. And he's like, <laughs> "This is 2017." So he starts to go on about Obama. He's like, "You know, shut the fuck up about Obamacare. Nobody gives a fuck. You guys let this shit happen. You messed up. Where you messed up is where you let a black guy get your damn insurance for you. What the fuck?" <laughs> and then he's like. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you know, Mexico volcanoes, we are Mexico earthquakes, this and that. Fuck it all. Who gives a fuck? Move on. This is America. All the shit. Like, big ass rant during the national anthem. I just thought it was hilarious <laughs> that he was like, the word you messed up is letting a black guy do your insurance. I was like, dude, you can't, say, you can't say that anymore. I'm like, oh my god, that is hilarious. No, but you will get crucified if you, you say that anymore. <laughs> Holy moly! He's, he doesn't give a fuck. Oh man great rants by that guy if you guys know That's hilarious. if you know you know oh so good but really inappropriate so sorry i apologize to anybody who's sensitive that's all right kevin's very upset by it too <sighs> kevin is just he won't stop <laughs> he ruined my show yesterday he ruined the daily dose yesterday i had a great beginning of the show uh filling in for josh and kevin proceeded to do this uh you should lock him in the closet 15 minutes in he likes it in there. <laughs> Maybe that's what he wants. He's like, Daddy, put me in the closet. Nah. <laughs> All right. He's chilling. Anyway. I think he's about to lay down. Anyway. Yeah, he's let's fine. move on. We've got some news to touch on here today. Let's jump into it. Do you want to start? Sure. Why not? Okay. We got Wisconsin GOP Elections Commissioner resigns. Slams Trump on way out the door. Commission remains in legal jeopardy over state nursing home ballot fraud scandal. Republican Dean Knudsen, a Republican member of the WEC, abruptly resigned today after serving five years. Knudsen slammed President Trump on the way out the door, saying there was no fraud in the 2020 Wisconsin election. 
Newton chose to ignore the voter fraud discovered by the Wisconsin Special Counsel earlier this year. Remember, WEC, with the exception of Spindle, asked clerks across Wisconsin in 2020 not to follow election law involving special voting deputies in nursing homes, which Justice Gableman believes in his March 1st interim election fraud report was the breeding grounds for massive election fraud. WEC, with the exception of Spindle, literally looked the other way in 2020 involving indefinitely confined an ERIC's mover list. WEC also unequivocally endorsed the illegal ballot drop boxes. So this is just more um, proof of our government just looking the other way. Oh, there's no voter fraud. I don't don't see. It's like what I do when I ask my kid to go look something. He's like, I don't see anything. I don't know where that's at. I'm like, why would it be on the ceiling? (laughs) Same thing. I don't see any voter fraud. It's like, well, you got to look at it first, right? Yeah, define fraud for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but he's like, he's like, Trump, Trump lost the election, and there's no proof of voter fraud anywhere. And it's like, well, you have to look at the evidence of it. You can't just be like, I don't want to look at that. There was no voter fraud. Give me a break. Somebody, you know, people need to start holding these people accountable. Like, call them out on it. Yeah. Peacefully protest, and and of course, it's a little more difficult now, but make those phone calls. You know, whoever's going to replace him, um, I think he's staying in office, from what the article said, he's staying in office until his replacement can be uh, appointed. Okay. But, um, you know, apparently that task is on Assembly Speaker Robin Voss. So call her office and leave messages for her and tell her that she needs to put somebody in that office that is willing to actually look at election integrity stuff and not just sweep it under the rug. And then say, there's there's a reason why we can't call these people and demand that they do this. Yeah. Holy crap. I mean, some people. her office with calls and demand that. Sorry. I was going to say, some people will be on the phone every day making at least one call. As they should. Yeah. You know. I posted a number. Summer was posting numbers. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It, you know, I think it's more effective than people might think. Well, pretty soon, you know, there's an old saying that goes, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Hmm. So oh, yeah. it's time to be a squeaky wheel. I mean, that's what the left does. This, these are the tactics of the left. That's all they do. That we can use without, you know, burning cities down. Because we're not pro- going to promote that, obviously. No, who are we? Uh, Antifa? Right, yeah. We're not Antifa and BLM, so we're not going to promote violence and destruction and unlawfulness, but you have the right to call your representatives, call their office, leave messages every day, demand to talk to them, ask them, what are you doing to ensure election integrity in my state? What are you doing about this issue? What are you doing about that issue? You know, um, there's supposed to be accountability in government. And the problem is, is people stopped doing that and demanding that accountability from their elected representatives and their elected officials. And so they've just gotten away with whatever the hell they want for years and years because we've let them. Yeah, man. Absolutely. So So get on the phone. 
Try it out. Exactly. Bombshell. Whistleblower reveals MI petition ringleader who allegedly gathered fraudulent ballot signatures for five GOP gubernatorial candidates being kicked off ballot. Also worked for two current DEM members of Congress. Interesting. Yeah. So Um, there's five GOP candidates that were mm -hmm. kicked off for invalid signatures. Yeah. Detroit Police Chief James Craig and self-made billionaire Perry Johnson. And three other GOP candidates for governor were found to have insufficient number of signatures to be placed on the ballot in August primary election. Oh, wow. So, and of course, the people that remain are rhinos and establishment politicians and stuff. So this is yeah. just more, this is more fraud happening before the election. Mm-hmm. That's oh. really what it boils down to. I mean, this dude looks like an alien. He does. He looks very odd. Oh, that's Perry Johnson, a self-made billionaire. Mm-hmm. Damn. He must have gotten like... Yeah really he must have got like nose reduction surgery he just looks weird he does look really weird yeah here we go oh who's this, this guy? Is the guy this is a guy that is the perpetrator of this fraud Ew, he looks like one of those guys who got arrested for pedo bullshit right so he was sentenced to jail but then mm-hmm. his of course his sentence has gotten shortened and stuff. And I don't know if he's been currently been released or whatever, but um, yeah, he perpetrated this fraud and really got a slap on the wrist in my opinion. Yeah. Holy crap. Staff report on fraudulent nominating petitions, sabotage. The whistleblower explained how, Forgery became prevalent in their industry <clears throat> a couple years ago. Yeah, wow. Disgusting. Terrible shit. Yeah. Meanwhile, do you want to move on? Yep. So this was a win. <clears throat> um, and there's other states that are following suit. Uh, Montana bans transgender from changing their birth certificates even after surgery. So the Montana Department of Public Health and Human Services issued a temporary emergency rule on Monday to ban transgender from changing the sex marker on their birth certificate even after gender reassignment surgery. The order took into effect immediately. You mean genital mutilation surgery. Exactly. Yeah. So DPHS stated that a birth certificate is, first and foremost, a vital record that records the facts concerning the birth of a person in Montana. According to the order, the terms sex and gender should not be used interchangeably because they are different. DPHHS director said in the order, sex is immutable and gender is merely a social construct. As previously established, sex is different from gender and is an immutable genetic fact, which is not changeable even by surgery. Accordingly, this emergency rule does not authorize the amendment of the sex identified cited on a birth certificate based on a gender transition or gender identity or change of gender. The only instance that someone can change their sex is when a person's sex as a biological immutable fact is misidentified at birth and the wrong sex is then cited. 
So they're, what they're saying is they're saying if you were born with male genitalia and your birth certificate reflects that you are a male, that cannot be changed. All of your identification is going to say that you are a male, even if you have gender reassignment surgery and identify as a female. Gender reassignment surgery is misleading. It's gender, if even if you cut it's your tits off mutilation. or chop yeah. your wiener off. And I love how you wear jeans. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what's happening, and it's not reassigning. I reassigned my gender. It's like no, you yeah, you no. mutilated your, your your body, beautiful God given body, mm-hmm. and we're gonna get you help. We, you need love. You need a lot of love. Yeah, exactly. And you know, this is a lot of this is being propagated through our school system, and. Um, it's sad to see this because they're confusing children and you see these 15 year old girls having what's known as top surgery. Yeah. So they're getting a double mastectomy that's unnecessary that is going to affect the rest of their life. If these girls grow up and are 35 years old and decide, Oh my gosh, I really want to have children. They're not going to be able to breastfeed their children. They're not going to be able to do things that women do. Yeah. And you know, it's I like once you once you make that step, you can't ever go back and undo it. Not. Yeah. It'll never be, it'll never be the same after that. Of course, you could get implants. It's like then you're just right. holy crap. Could you imagine? I got breast reduction and then I got implants and then I got my implants well, reduced again. These aren't again. even breast reductions. Oh, they're I know. Like, they're full on double mastectomies, you know. Which... Yeah, they chop them right off. Yeah, it's. So I'm glad to see that states are stepping up and doing this. Um, you know, it's a and... start, and I think having these mutilation things happen, especially like without parents' permission in some cases, mm-hmm. which is insane. This leads to huge mental issues. Imagine they start regretting this, regretting it. They always talk about suicide is really high for the alphabet soup community. It's like no shit. You're just like kind of making it happen by allowing all this craziness to happen with um, surgeries and hormones and their fucked up culture that... um, that relies on a lot of bullying and harassment and um yeah no no kidding yeah it's sad it's and disgusting. i hope that i hope that our country can come back from this it's not going to happen overnight i'll tell you that no, the storm not. the storm is just gathering yeah and it's going to beat the hell out of us on its way. Yeah, which is why we called today's episode Storm Watch. We're watching <laughs> this shit. The storm. It's rough. Sad. Let's move on. Yep. Okay, Kevin. Okay, <laughs> Judge strikes email testimony suggesting Trump-Russia claims may have been fabricated. Oh. Testimony that suggests Donald Trump Russia claims given to the FBI by a Hillary Clinton lawyer may have been fabricated will be struck from the record along with mention of the email that triggered the testimony a judge has ruled. On Tuesday, FBI agent Curtis Hyde or Hyde was Curtis Hyde was presented with an email sent by Rodney Joff 
to research with the Georgia Institute of Technology dated September 14th, 2016. Joff or Joffe discussed one of the white papers, Michael Sussman, a lawyer representing both Joff and Clinton campaign, later handed over to the FBI, alleging a secret link between Trump and a Russia bank. Yes, as you remember. Quote, please read as if you had no prior knowledge or involvement and you were handed this document as a security expert, not a DNS expert, and were asked, is this, a plaus- is this plausible as an explanation? Joff wrote, quote, not to be able to say that this is without doubt, but merely, but to merely be plausible. DNS stands for domain name system or the type of information that Joff and the researchers said linked Russia's Alpha Bank to Trump's business in the papers they compiled. Sussman gave those papers to the FBI shortly after the September email. Asked about the language in the message, Hyde said that it appeared said that it appears from this email that the report may have been fabricated. So they're taking it out. The, the judge is an Obama appointed judge. Yeah. And um the he's you know most most judges wouldn't do this. They would let the jury decide, right? Okay. And he's taking it upon himself to decide what the jury gets to, you know, sure. use as evidence and what he doesn't. So, so why wouldn't they allow this? This is kind of like to what get it out of the get it out of the picture, right? And so, what they're saying, <clears throat> the basis of their claim is that well, it's supposition that it's um, is oh prejudicial is the word that they used. Um, It says, given the parameters of the court's prior ruling and the way they went through that, I think it was improper to elicit and non-responsive. So it was basically like leading the witness, I guess you could say, is what they're saying. is kind of where the road that they're taking for this. Um, it, It was proven to be false, though. And that's the whole thing. So it's not leading at all. It's just, it is what it is. But they're saying apparently with the way that it was worded, that it was leading towards a specific answer, which you really can't do in court cases. And um, it says that his justification was that the answer was at odds with his earlier ruling. The prosecutors could not delve into whether the data was concocted or spoofed because Sussman was said to not be involved in the research itself. So because he wasn't involved, Sussman wasn't involved in the research that they're, they don't want to go into whether the documents that he used were concocted or not. Like uh, Because they were. That kind of makes a big difference. <laughs> what a sham scam. This is, you know, really turning out to be quite the shit show in my opinion so we'll see what happens january 6th commission subpoena is political vendetta disregarding house rules rep jim jordan rep jim jordan of ohio republican uh, responded to a subpoena from the House Select Committee investigating the January 6, 2021 Capitol breach by characterizing it as pol- a political vendetta, pointing to the committee's doctoring and re- misrepresentation of non-public information and listing some of his demands in return. Yeah, he, Very interesting. He's right on with this, you know. So with what he's saying is that he's saying he's asking 
for all of the video evidence, he's saying, look, I don't have anything to do with capital police. I don't have anything to do with capital security. He, and he's like, I didn't have anything to do with knowing. He goes, I had no idea that there was going to be violence there, that there was planned violence there. I'm not the one that's in charge of security at the Capitol building. Mm-hmm. So why are you subpoenaing me? You know, and what he's saying makes sense. Jim Jordan is spot on with his assessment with this. And he's asking for all of the evidence. Um, and he's already been misrepresented by Adam Schiff in all of this. So they actually altered a text message that he sent to Mark Meadows. So there was a text message that was sent between Jim Jordan and Mark Meadows that Adam Schiff altered it and put it out there Mm -hmm. as evidence that Jim Jordan was part of this insurrection, as they called it, which it isn't. And so he's like, no, he's like, I want all of this stuff. He's like, I want to be able to represent myself because I've already been misrepresented. And he's like, I don't trust you to not misrepresent me or, you know, take my words and twist them and change things. So, yeah. um, And he's basically telling him that there's no precedent set forth for something like this and that they have no right to ask him to for anything. Which is right. Yeah. We'll see what comes of it. But good for him for standing up and saying no. It's a witch hunt. Another witch hunt. Mm-hmm. January 6th witch hunt. Yep. 100%. This was really interesting. This is um, a fairly old speech. Mm-hmm. I will say that. So... But there was a part in here. So this is, of course, in response to the uh, gun grab from this school shooting that's followed, that's, you know, happened in Texas the other day. Yeah. What is it? Huh? What is it? Yeah. So it says in here, it's talking about, um, I believe it was, oh, yeah, Columbine. So it says it is reminiscent of a previous attempt by the media and other partisans to blame law-abiding gun owners and their defenders for gun violence. On April 20th, 1999, two high school seniors murdered 12 students and one teacher at Columbine High School in Little Colorado. The NRA was slated to hold its large convention in Denver just days later. Very similar, I will add, to what's happening now. So there is an NRA convention that's happening in Texas right? In just a few days that everybody's calling to cancel now, but they're not planning on canceling it. So NRA meeting in Texas, school shooting in Texas, very similar to NRA meeting in Denver, Colorado, school shooting around Denver, Colorado. Um, It says everyone in the political and media masses, media classes warned the NRA to cancel their convention. Many immediately pushed for gun control as only valid response to the murders. Um, Of course, President Bill Clinton and his wife, Hillary, immediately called for limits on gun rights, yada, yada, yada. A lot of people fell in line with this. But it says what happened next was breathtaking. The top ranking Republican in the state at the time was Governor Bill Owens. He declined an invitation to speak. Secretary of State Vicki Buckley, a black Republican in her second term, welcomed the attendees to Colorado with a breathtaking speech on gun rights. Quote, I greet you as Secretary of State of Colorado, and I welcome you to Colorado, a state where some of us believe strongly 
in the entire constitution of these United States, including the Second Amendment. Buckley was the first Black Secretary of State in Colorado and the first Black Republican woman elected statewide in the Centennial State. The mother of three sons, she had once been on welfare to support them, eventually becoming a clerk typist in the Secretary of State's office in the early 1980s. Her campaign pitch was to tell people that if she didn't win the race, she'd have to train whoever did win. She defeated four other candidates for the Republican nomination in 1994 in the strength of a floor speech, even though hardly anyone at the convention had heard of her previously. Buckley mentored young women and spoke to the international women's organizations about building stronger communities. She helped homeless children and worked to end the scourge of gang violence. And it goes on a little bit. And she says here, this is very important. This is why I put this article. Guns are not the issue. Hate is what pulls the trigger of violence, she said. She talked about new age hate crimes, such as raising children without a value system, which places a premium on human life, or sending children to school without a value system, which teaches the difference between right and wrong. She listed the ways in which children were not prepared for socioeconomic success, saying, raise as much heck about that as you did about the NRA, and you will have saved more lives in five years than are taken with guns in a century. Buckley then shared the painful story of how she was the victim of gun violence. I know firsthand the pain and fear, but that experience has not made me an opponent of the NRA or the Second Amendment, she said. She, she called for resources to be spent against violence and hate, then said, but we must stand ever strong against those who would ignore sections of the U.S. Constitution, which they do not like. We are a strong democracy, I don't agree with that part, because the guiding principles of our Constitution and all of its amendments, including the second, must be adhered to in its entirety, not selectively. Thank you and God bless America. So she's 100% right. Oh, and I found this very interesting. What's that? It, it says in here, it, um, rabid anti-gun rights activist Jake Tapper Yes, that Jake Tapper attacked Buckley and her ideas. The Wall Street Journal, on the other hand, suggested Buckley was set for greater political heights. It was not to be. Buckley died unexpectedly of a heart attack just two months later. Her courage and leadership is remembered. Now, isn't that interesting? Two months after she gave the speech, she died unexpectedly of a heart attack. Holy crap. What a twist. Right? That's what I thought. But I thought her speech was really important. And she is yeah. 100% right. It is not, we do not have a gun problem in this country. We have a hate and violence problem. Because we are sending children into this world. We are not teaching them morals and ethics. We're not teaching them love of country. We're not teaching them love of fellow man. We're, they're mentally ill, unstable sociopaths who have no moral compass to stand on whatsoever. That's what we have in this country. The problem in our country is we've got a bunch of sociopaths running around that are turning into psychopaths. Yeah, and it's not just the nurture or lack of nurture from broken households or things of that nature. It's also the, all the media that they're on, TV, Facebook, Instagram, everything that tracks and dishes out uh, content for you. You know, like 
I just think of Facebook's studies where they would pump out depressing things into your phone to see what reactions they get out of people. And mm -hmm. I can only imagine that the feeds that these psycho people or these people that commit crimes see yeah. have to be contributing to that, I would imagine. Well, the other part that contributes to it, honestly, is video games. I had, this was a fact that I learned when, when we were living in Oregon and we took our concealed carry class because in Oregon you have to take a class. And the instructor of our class said, he goes, think about this. He goes, there are children that sit down and play these video games that are violent, where you have to shoot people. And he says, even if you're, even if a kid only plays for a few hours a day, just within that short period of time of several years of playing that particular video game, they could have virtually killed thousands upon thousands of people virtually. And so what happens is when that information goes into your brain, all of a sudden you become, you, you get a disconnect. You no longer see reality and fiction as this different things. And so you're going to kill somebody on this video game. You, you feel no remorse for it. Well, pretty soon your brain cannot differentiate between the two. Yeah. I could so, see that. I could see how that may happen. Um, and especially when you take a look at now adults, I think are better suited for that because we're able to identify the difference between reality and fiction. Right. Yeah. Better I think you take a developing brain though, like in a child, yeah, they're I, not able to. I think it would be an outlier, to, honestly. Um, I think that it could. I think it's a possibility, but I don't think it's like most going to happen where that those wires get crossed in like your average person. I think that um, it's a combination of things. But oh, it's yeah. definitely a combination of things. It's not just one particular thing that leads to this, right? Obviously, you've got to have. Um, you know, bro there's a lot of other factors that go into this not being loved, having a broken home. Um, poverty probably can indoctrination into your in, from your school systems. There's a lot that factor into this. And even then, you know, you can go through all of that and still come out fine on the other side and still be a productive human being, right? I'm not saying you can't, but all of those things I think contribute to what we're seeing with these people that commit these heinous crimes. And there isn't any amount of gun legislation that's going to stop that because it's, that's not the problem. If this kid couldn't get his guns legally, which I have, there's issues I have with that anyway, but he would have gotten them one way or the other, whether he stole them he obviously has no moral compass. There's nothing I don't think that would have stopped him from breaking into somebody's home and stealing the guns that he needed, right? He could have got them from the cartels that are coming over the border. Exactly. Um, there's, there's a million different ways that people can get guns and different weapons and do things like that. I mean, he could have taken a knife into the school, it, you know, so. Yeah, he could have fashioned an explosive. Right. Bad people are going to do bad things regardless of the rules and regulations that you put out there because they don't care. That's what makes them criminals. 
is that they're not following the existing laws. There's no way they're going to follow any new laws. All you're doing is regulating good people. So, taking a knife into the school. It, it, you're, you're muted. Oh, sorry about that, everybody. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I'm ready to move on. I just thought it was, I thought that story was really interesting. It, it certainly was. Science teachers go full libtard, ordering students to stop using oppressive words like mother and father. Get the hell out of town. Right? <laughs> the NSTA is insisting science teachers no longer use oppressive words such as mother, father, man, woman, and parent while in the classroom. This is bullshit. The world's largest association of science teachers recently published a guide containing a full list of anti-oppression vocabulary that axes traditional gender and sex. I'm not even, I don't want to read this. No, I just thought it was, it was mostly for the headline. It's just okay, like, yes, this shit. is really happening in our public schools. Where's I'm going to say it again and I'll say it every day until I schools? die. If I have to. I, probably not all schools. Um, homeschool your children. CNN says there's no way to know a baby's gender at birth, despite the child's sex organs. Right. And so if you go back to that, if you go back to that article regarding Montana and what they say, there is a difference between sex and gender. This is sex bad. Sex is an immutable fact. Gender is apparently whatever you want, right? Uh-uh. I don't agree with that I don't think part. So. so Here's a fun exercise, according to the NSTA. Erasing parents and gender is a fun exercise for children. <laughs> so they are pushing this hard, and sheeple are doing this. Oh, this will be a fun exercise for me and my family. Um, I'm, I'm daddy now i'm mommy now or don't call me anything call me kitty and then I, you this are... and then we're told to believe the science this is science this, this is ain't science this is these are science teachers this is brainwashing materials this is why society is so fucked up and why we're so divided and then why especially the left is filled with so much hate you know the far right too in some cases with crazy people yeah. crazy people on both sides when it somebody is. believes this bullshit and then you're next to somebody who doesn't, and then you're arguing about this. Um, and then, you know, people, even people like you and me, get bullied by the left for not buying into the bullshit. Right. So it's not just the left being bullied for being wrong. It's our own government bullying us. Yes. And it I mean, messes you really up. You're like, wait, I thought, I thought I had... A vagina, so I'm a girl. They're like, no, no, that's wrong. They, we've been wrong for thousands of years. I know. Can you believe it, it's that? Just, yeah, it's so, like yeah, this article says. This is so stupid that it makes your teeth hurt. <laughs> it's true. It's so stupid it makes your teeth hurt. I just, you know, it I, needs I don't to stop. It, needs it, to stop. It does. How do you stop it though? Like, Get on your soapbox. Go to the school board meetings. The FBI is going to watch you. But here, you here's to. what you do. 
homeschool. And, and I know that this, I know I'm going to repeat this over and over and again, over again. I'm going to be a broken record. You guys are going to get tired of hearing me say this, but if you take your children out of school, that school is going to lose funding for each child that is withdrawn. You put them out of business. They are a business. Just like you're going to cancel Netflix or cancel Disney Plus or cancel Disneyland, just like you can cancel those, you can cancel the public school system. Schools do close down because of low registration levels. I went to school, my grade school, I lived in a very, very tiny little town. My grade school, when I went there, was at its max peak. There were 80 kids, kindergarten through eighth grade. That school is closed, has been for decades, because they didn't have enough kids in it to warrant keeping it open. Pull your kids out of the school, speak with your dollars, because your tax dollars are going to this school. I don't care if you're a renter or a homeowner. If you're a renter, guess what? You're still paying property taxes because your landlord is paying property taxes and you're paying your landlord. Can't really do anything about that though, right? No, you can't. You can't do anything if you're a homeowner. Yeah. Um, Either way, the property taxes are getting paid. Mm -hmm. And take your kids out of school. You take the kids out of school, school doesn't get funding, these teachers get fired, problem solved. And they're not getting these crazy lessons that are made up, not based in science, they're based in indoctrination confusion and destruction this is the agenda of the rockefellers this is the agenda of bill gates and his creepy cronies so i'm sorry i'm on my soapbox about homeschooling and i know there are a lot of people who don't want to do it or convinced that they can't and i'm telling you we all have the ability to do it you are your child's first teacher you taught them how to eat for god's sakes yeah you taught them their alphabets you taught them how to dress themselves and go to the bathroom on their own. You're perfectly capable of teaching your child. Yep. Yeah. But at the school, they're going to be like, I heard this before. Make sure you ask for, um, make sure you ask for your baby's consent before you change their diaper. Right. Excuse what? Yeah, any parent who's dealt with diaper rash knows that you don't ask for consent before you just change their diaper so they don't end up with diaper rash. That's terrible. Yeah, it's like I haven't changed their diaper in three months because they don't want me to. No. Anyway, Supreme, right? the Supreme Court defies Biden administration and agrees to take on two major cases. The U.S. Supreme Court has decided to hear two crucial cases that the Biden admin didn't want before the court. One case could scale back the reach of the uh, EPA, and the other involves an attempt to revive a rule that screens out potentially government-dependent immigrants. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and read this whole thing real quick. Mm-hmm. The court's decision come the court's decisions come as migrants continue to illegally cross the US southern border and the Biden admin develops a strategy for dealing with climate change. Fake fake news. Climate change is fake. The yes. court also decided to hear West Virginia versus EPA, which involves energy production states and coal companies accusing the EPA of a power grab 
States claim the EPA has exceeded its authority to, to limit carbon emissions, which environmentalists allege contribute to climate change. Beyond that, the court has already delivered a slew of powerful rulings this month. Republican Texas Senator Ted Cruz has secured a major, a major victory in the, from the Supreme Court. The nation's highest court ruled 6-3 that a law limiting how much money raised after an election a campaign can use to repay loans from the candidate was unconstitutional. In a separate case, the court also ruled against immigrant an immigrant who was seeking to avoid deportation as one conservative justice sided with liberals in dissent. In a 5-4 to four vote, the court kept in place an appellate court decision against a man who had been in the United States illegally since the 90s. Quote, Federal courts have a very limited role to play in this process. With an exception for legal and constitutional questions, Congress has barred judicial review of the Attorney General's decision denying discretionary relief from removal, Justice Amy Comey Barrett said in the opinion of the majority. A divided Supreme Court also delivered a ruling that federal judges cannot hear new evidence from death row inmates who argue that their state-appointed lawyers were constitutionally ineffective during their state trials. Huh. And it's 6-3 ruling. So this is all good stuff. This is all small wins. Small wins. Nothing major, but... Hey, every small win helps. I mean, small wins equal add up to big wins eventually. Yeah. Hey, buddy. Go to bed. Moving on. Yeah. Italy announces its rollout of dystopian social credit system. I'm not going to read this too much because we already all know what this whole social credit system is all about. It's just another example of another European nation rolling this out. Communist Italy. And this time it's Italy. It's going to just keep going. Uh, it does say that the program will kick off its pilot starting in the fall of 2022 in the large metropolitan city of Bologna. Citizens who comply with the radical climate change agenda by displaying good behavior, such as correctly recycling or using public transportation, mm-hmm. will be rewarded with cryptocurrency and discounts to local retailers, according oh, to local newspapers Bologna today. Enrollees will be given a smart citizen wallet where their rewards can be accessed. The higher one score correlating with good behavioral changes will allow them access to more benefits. So they're rolling this out, right? They're going to make it, they start out by making it voluntary until they yeah. get to a point where so many people are using it. They're like, oh, well, you have to have this to do it. And yeah. they force it on other people. Absolutely. And that's how they do that. Um, yep. Get ready. It's going everywhere. It is. It's coming to a city near you. And I think there's already some cities who are doing like a soft rollout of this without actually saying that that's what they're doing just mm-hmm. through their policies. So, you know, definitely watch the policies that are coming, going through your state and local governments um, really closely because they could be rolling this stuff out without you even realizing it. If you're not paying attention. <laughs> definitely go F yourselves. The Zelensky office tells Western officials. That's right. not very nice. Ukrainian President Advisor uh, Alexei Aristovich resorted to obscene langu- language to criticize those in the West, urging Kiev to cede part of the country's territory to Russia for the sake of peace. Go F yourselves with such proposals, you dumb fucks, to trade Ukrainian territory a little bit. 
Are you effing crazy? Our children are dying. Soldiers are stopping shells with their bo own bodies, and they are telling us to sacrifice our territories. This will never happen, Aristovich said in an interview on Wednesday. Aristovich criticized the logic of bleating voices encouraging Ukraine to curb its appetite and to give Russia the territories it supposedly wants, as this would allow Kiev to establish a comprehensive peace and to return to business as usual. Another advisor for Ukrainian President Zelensky, Mikhail Podolyak, told took the telegram on Wednesday to address the pro-Russian lobbyists in Europe. We do not sell our citizens' territories or sovereignty. This is a clear red line. Ukrainian society has paid a terrible price and will not allow anyone to take a step in this direction. No government and no country. Wow. Yeah. It's like he's sitting there and he's like, F you, F this, F that. Yeah. Give us money. I'm like, yeah. go fuck yourself. Figure it out on your own. You want money and weapons. And then yeah. you're sitting there doing nothing. They're attacking no. themselves a lot of times, too. Just so much sketchiness coming from Ukraine. It's unbelievable. Oh, it's so much corruption. It's un it's not even funny how much corruption is there. And they're getting away with this. They're sitting there and they're talking to yeah. other leaders of other countries. We don't have leaders here in the United States, but leaders of other countries using this foul language and then begging for money and weapons. What kind yeah. of stupid are you? You know what I mean? Corrupt. God. Stupid and corrupt. Oh, other other kitties are apparently interested in Kevin. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. He's finally laying down. We'll see. Nope, he's up. <laughs> I love your cabinets. I don't know what his issue is. Usually he sleeps during the shows. He usually does. He's just spicy. We got him all wound <laughs> up yesterday, and he hasn't wound back down. Apparently not. All right. Bill Gates Foundation is funding the UN's Ukrainian refugee program. <laughs> because, of course... So the Microsoft co-founders charitable foundation pledged a million three dollars to the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees, known as the UN Refugee Agency, to support refugees fleeing Ukraine to bordering countries. That's a weird number. Can I just say that? <laughs> it, it is a really weird number, like a million three. Like, what is that three dollars going to do? Maybe I, I don't know. I think it's um, symbolic. It probably is. The grant was announced in March and is set to be distributed over the course of one year. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation has previously distributed grants to the UNHCR roughly 10 times, totaling nearly $20 million, and has been partnered with the agencies since 2006. Gates tweeted about his donation, writing, In a crisis, we can always look for the helpers, the people who are putting their lives on the line to aid refugees and victims of the invasion and support them. I'm proud to support the UN's refugee agency and urge the global community to do the same. Of course you do. So, you know, when it comes right down to it, first off, I don't know why he's even involved in this anyway. Because you're talking about a foreign country that's sending people to different foreign countries that have nothing to do with the country that you live in. And True. so why is he even involved in this? Like, that should be a, gov a, a decision for those governments to make, not him. Um, and really, it's just all part of their global agenda to yeah. these, these people that they're, they're transferring are not refugees. I mean, there's probably some that are, but they're they're infiltrators, is what they are. 
and they're yeah. infiltrating these other countries to set up cells of terrorists. Yep, they're getting their grubby hands in everything. And there's a lot of countries out there like Poland and different countries that are surrounding Ukraine that are saying that it's the Ukrainian refugees who are causing the biggest problems right now. Mm -hmm. So I can't I can't stop Kevin. I'm so sorry, everybody. Don't be sorry. It is what it is. We're just going to roll with it. We're easy on morning coffee. I saw this interesting post by this this libtard Christopher Miller. He said Moscow has developed has deployed three propaganda trucks to Russian occupied Maripol to try to brainwash the desperate and vulnerable Ukrainian people left in the city destroyed by the Russian army. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, I would be curious to have that translated and see what they're actually talking about. Yeah, it's interesting, you know. Um... I mean, he said, she she said, you know, the left is saying they're propaganda. The right is saying, oh, propaganda. Maybe not like technically the left or right, but I'm saying like, you know, the red team says this or I mean, everything's already defined. I guess like group A is pointing the finger and group B is pointing the finger. Everyone's saying disinformation. Yeah. Um, like I said before, there is no such thing as disinformation or misinformation. There is strictly information. And whether it is a truth or whether it is a lie is for you to determine through your own volition. Yeah. All right. Onward. I just thought that was interesting. Um, I'm not going to play this because it's five minutes and we're already out of time, but um, this is more. So this, um, I forget her name. What's her name? Fuck. I don't know who she is. She's a reporter with, uh, she's doing WEF reports dot com right now she's a reporter that was in davos and she was with jack sobic when jack got detained let me pull it up so you can see her face she got approached by this man on the right Mm -hmm. in davos and he said he told her hey i recognize you you're famous here and she's like what do you mean what do you reckon what and he's like yeah you uh um, you, you're the one who's spreading lies that said that Jack Sobig was arrested. And she's like, oh, well, let's clear the record. She turns her camera on, tries to interview him, and he was a plain-closed police officer. Oh. And she's like, let's correct the record then. I didn't say he was arrested. I said he was detained. There's a clear difference between detained and arrested. Um, here we go, Kevin. Come on, bud. He's kicking me. Ow, Fuck. So anyway, there's a video there. We'll put it in the recap if you guys want to um, check it out. I thought it was pretty interesting. That is interesting. I need to take this cat for a walk. <laughs> and then leave him in the woods or what? No, I'll bring him no, I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. We love Kevin. Um, this was an interesting story I was happy to see. It says exclusive over 500 military service members sue the government for mandating a vaccine that was not FDA approved and should not have been administered. So this is basically coming about because of the story that we talked about yesterday 
where the um, that one lieutenant fought the vaccine mandates and won um, because oh, yeah. of the fact that. Yeah, we covered this yesterday where this is the case comes after last week's ruling where a Navy officer was found innocent of wrongdoing when he didn't take the COVID vaccine. The officer in the case, Lieutenant Bill Mosley, claimed that he had the duty to not take the vaccine since the one administered by the military was not approved by the FDA. So now that he's done this and presented this information, um, we've got 500 other servicemen who are now suing the federal government for this. This is a huge oh, win. Snap. This is a huge win for our military. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, a lot of people uh, have already taken it, but there are servicemen and women out there who have been discharged from their duties and their rank and had everything stolen from them, their whole career stolen from them because of these illegal mandates who can now, if they play their cards right, can also sue the federal government for their jobs back, saying, you fired me wrongly. I want my job back in the military. I'm not taking this vaccine. This is an FDA-approved vaccine. And they have they stand a good chance of getting their getting back their lives. I you hope know? so. I really hope to see that this starts turning the tide on these illegal mandates when it comes to our servicemen and women because you know these are the people that stand on the front lines protecting our freedoms oh yeah and um you know to everybody who has served and who is currently serving you know i know we're coming up on memorial day and stuff Mm -hmm. um you know thank you to all of you from the bottom of my heart and my families for all those who've you know served and lost loved ones who have served so you're not forgotten and we're fighting for you on this side of things beautiful oh lord kevin agrees <laughs> i'm glad the nhs just edited the edited their monkeypox page to make it scarier of course they did oh <laughs> um they removed that it's very uncommon to get monkeypox and they uh, yeah, so a few days ago, the UK's National Health Service edited the Monkeybox page to alter their narrative in a few key ways. I noticed this. Um, um, so they just changed little details to make it scarier, like that the spreadability and how how to make it go away and all this. So I saw somebody post a article from. It's a news agency, Propaganda Machine. They got an article from 2017 or 2018. Edited, edited it. It was about monkeypox, or I think it, yeah, it was about this. They they changed a couple things and re-released it in twenty twenty two. Re-released it yesterday, and they make it scarier and they republish it. And it's like clearly, oh no, I'm sorry, this wasn't about monkeypox because monkeypox only goes back to like twenty nineteen. Was it smallpox? No, it was about a shooting in twenty seventeen. Oh, of course. And yeah. they changed it. So, they, okay. They, they updated it and then they published it yesterday because shooting was trending. And we want to get the ad revenue and stir the shit and make everybody fight each other and argue about gun laws and rights and this. I was just like, this is what they do. They change the narrative. They push out their fake news. Yeah. 
Well, it's the same thing that they did. There was pictures going around um, from a, it had to do with smallpox. So it was a picture of a hand that was covered in smallpox. And it was in, I don't remember where it was published at, but they literally took the same picture and said, this is the monkeypox outbreak and made it sound so terrible. I have a devil's advocate argument for that. It's probably just a standard, um, what do they call those pictures? Just a gif or whatever. No, it's a picture. Uh, just like a standard, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's just, it's not like they're claiming they took that. It's not an original picture. It's just a picture that oh. people use when they're talking about thumbnails skin conditions. Okay. Yeah, it's just a yeah, odd. I don't know. I can remember. I can't remember the stock, context that it was in. Yeah, stock, stock photo. photo. Thank you, everybody. Stock yeah, photo. it's hard to say, but um, it's definitely you know you have to look at this. And, that, and that happens a lot where the same exactly. stock photos are used, and people yeah. are like, "They're lying," and it's like, "Well, I I kind of get yeah. that because you just need a picture, and you well, and one. you know, I guess you have to look at the context of it, right? Because sure. there's so much of that that's going on. You have to look at the context that it's being used in. Is it someplace where a stock photo could be used? Um, or is it something that they're pushing out there as something different? Yep. It's still creepy. It is a crazy world. And we're living through this. I'm not scared of stinking monkey pox. <laughs> Here's the... Interesting United States patent application for recumbent pox virus based vaccines against vaccine against SARS CoV 2 virus from February 16th, 2021. It was filed uh, with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, uh, where they talk about a recumbent pox virus comprising of nucleic acid encoding a SARS CoV 2 virus protein wherein the SARS-CoV-2 protein is selected from a group consisting of the spike protein, the membrane protein, and the nucleocapsid protein. Um, this I read through, uh, not all of it, because it's such a scientific So basically, thing, but... monkeypox came from the vaccine. Yeah, so if I search monkey... Monkey... Monkeypox virus. Monkeypox virus. Yeah, so here they have... The method of inducing T-cell immunity against COVID virus and pox virus, according to Claim 57, wherein the pox virus is a vac vaccinia virus, viral variola, horse pox virus, or monkey pox, monkey pox virus. Yeah, same thing there. Yeah. And it says, wherein the pox virus is a vaccinia, which is Italian for vaccine. So they're telling you the monkeypox is coming from the vaccine. Like, that's how it's being spread. If you've got the vaccine... This is wild. I want to have someone look at it because it's like mm -hmm. a bunch of mumbo-jumbo to me. But it's there's right. that connection for sure, Andrea. Yeah. You should uh, post it on the social rip kill and then tag Holly in it. Okay. I bet she'd be able to make some sense out of it. She's a pretty smart lady. She is pretty... She's pretty intelligent. Yeah, so, right. you know, it's um crazy world. I I don't plan on, you know, and here's the funny part. I wasn't necessarily anti-vax before all of this, right? 
I used to be at one point in time, I was pro-vaccine. Um, then I started doing some research and I was like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to need this or that, or I think, but I still um, wasn't what I would consider anti-vax. And now I will never, ever, ever put another injection into my body ever again, or my child's body or anything like that. I won't, I won't. I and feel you can the call same me way. anti-vax all you want. I do believe that people should have the choice. I mean, if you if you want to take that risk and take that chance, go for it. I yeah. don't. I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, with that, though, that's all the news we have for the day. Do you have any final last words for the wonderful people out there? You know, I think at this point, it's time to start making phone calls to people. That's what I say. That's my advice. You know, if you don't take a look at what's happening in your state, you know, and if you don't like what's happening in your state, call your representatives, call your governor, call your Congress people, you know, start throwing a fit, telling them that you don't consent to this. You want it changed. What are they doing about it? Demand answers, demand accountability and demand visibility to what they're doing. Heck yeah. And if they can't, then it's time to vote them out because We've sat back and done nothing long enough that it's time for a change, you know, start speaking up. There's nothing that says that we can't pick up our phone and call our representatives. Absolutely. All right. Time for us to be outspoken. Absolutely. Thank you everybody for joining us once again. We'll be live tonight at five 30, uh, Joshua Reed and, uh, myself, will be there for the daily dose of 6 30 p.m mountain time tonight so check it out um and then of course we'll be here tomorrow morning same bat place same bat time if you want to support what we do here at the red pill project you can visit our give send go at redpills.tv slash go and you can help support us there we greatly appreciate that thank you everybody take care god bless we'll see you soon I guess. We're out.